0: Episode 154, this is my 23rd Reflections and Observations episode. Oh, 23, that's actually my lucky number. So let's get cracking. There is an overwhelming connection between these last five episodes that I'm reflecting on today. And that is of thinking outside the box, keeping an open mind and accepting one another for who we are and what we do. All five guests at some point in their episodes share these values, and in doing so, they share their true colours. And this is where we start today with episode 149 True Colours with Michelle Mills Porter. Now, this episode all started with a LinkedIn post, as so many of these episodes do, and I'll share with you what the post said. I'm looking for a great podcast host slash show host that specializes in spiritual exploration. It needs to be one that is open to interpretation and firmly in one camp, so to speak. Can you recommend anyone, please? It goes on to read. The reason is that I want to tell my very special story. I don't think it's right for a TEDx. The subject is an experience that changed my life. A rainbow. Why do I use a rainbow in my title? It looks simplistic, but it means so much more to me. All of my analysis tool logos and the whole concept of my work is designed around it. It is not because I'm paying homage to the NHS or key workers, although I do. It is not because I'm making a statement about any type of sexual orientation. It is not because I am Christian. It is the reason I believe for my perceptions during the tsunami in the aftermath and beyond. It is the reason I know my path. It is the reason I am a conduit to helping people to unleash their magnificence, to empower people and teams, to help them to achieve sky high performance. Please feel free to tag any podcast host you feel might be a great connection for me or share this post in any groups that may help me find them. Thank you. And next followed, Michelle. Michelle. I presume you know the awesome Amy Rowlandson through the PSA, tagging just in case. Oh, thanks, Dave. Appreciate the compliment. And it is at this point where I get tagged into the conversation. So that's where Michelle and I connected. And my response was, there's a special reason we've been brought together here, as I too have a rainbow story. But that's another story for another day. Well, Today is perhaps that day that I share my story with you in a moment. So Michelle and I reached out to one another and at the end of the conversation, Michelle said that she felt that she had fallen head over heels in like with one another. What a brilliant expression and why not switch the love for the like? Do you find in life that there are some people that you just connect with instantly and yet you can't explain the reason why there is this bond? I find this happens a lot. Except on this occasion, I feel I do know why we connected. It was of our mutual love of the rainbow. It is also incredibly significant for me. Whilst Michelle described her rainbow and its significance, I understood what it meant to her because I could relate on some level. I think this is partly why we had that instant bond. We are connected because of the magnificence of the rainbow. Do you have a rainbow story? This is mine. When I was a young girl, I spent a lot of time with my grandparents, so much so that I actually called them by their first names, Ruth and George. Sounds strange, but that's what I heard them call one another all the time, and I just followed suit and was never corrected. Most of my earliest memories are in their company. My grandfather George was instrumental in my early education. We would spend hours together writing stories, playing snooker, working on logic problems. And my grandmother Ruth used to walk me to and from school and I'd learn all the names of the flowers and plants in people's front gardens. I remember all the beautiful colours of the rainbow of these flowers, the velvet red wallflowers, the tiny blue myosotis or known as forget-me-nots the pink sweet Williams, and the funny red and yellow and orange snapdragons, which I used to pinch the heads of to make them open wide and close again, like they were talking. I remember it made us giggle. Together we would pick flowers from Ruth's beautiful country garden and press them inside heavy books to dry, beautiful violet, maroon and yellow coloured pansies. And when I was in my teens, Ruth and George would come to regattas and watch me win and lose on the river. George always keeping record of my competition, giving me commentary of how others had performed in their recent regattas. Just before I turned 21, George died. It wasn't sudden, and I'd watched my inspirational hero deteriorate over his last two years. It was heartbreaking to watch. However, his funeral was one of the happiest days I can recall. It was a humanist celebration with poetry, music, warmth, despite it being mid-October. The rain outside was heavy and the skies were black but as we made our way to the graveside the rain stopped and the most spectacular rainbow appeared arching right onto the spot where George was to lie. Now every time I see a rainbow I say hello to George and of all of our wonderful memories together come flooding back every single time. Hearing Michelle describe how her magnificent rainbow had bowed and enveloped her and gave her a feeling of awe and ecstasy, of generations of family greeting her, of true love, of sense of feeling no words or voices and no fear of ever being alone again, I understood. I too have felt all of that. And when I see a rainbow, I sense that George is with me and there too is that sense of calmness, love, inspiration. Yes, for many, the scientific and spiritual camps may be separate, but for me, they are also heavily intertwined. For me, they have collided. Perhaps, as I said to Michelle, it's the rainbow which becomes the bridge to connect the two. And when Michelle spoke of the magnificence of humanity where people come together in collaboration, she gave me goosebumps. She'd asked for a sign and this huge, vast rainbow had appeared. She can't and doesn't need to label what it meant. And Michelle shared moments on this episode that she'd never shared publicly before. A deep vulnerability that demanded sensitivity and respect. The space that I created for her on Focus on Why enabled this to happen. I hope I did Michelle proud and that she was able to share her story in the way that she wanted it to. Michelle and I have both had rainbow experience whose meaning signifies that we will never be alone, that we will be surrounded by people who love us. Have you had an experience like this in your life, which provides you with some kind of proof that there is something to live for, that provides you with that compass to guide you in your health and your happiness and your fulfillment? I'm sure there's been something. Have a look, have a think and see what that moment has been for you. Next up is episode 150. Woohoo, 150. Rule Breaker with Jackie Fast, a kind introduction again from Lara Cowan. Thank you so much for Lara for introducing us. Jackie again thinks outside the box and is looking to break traditional paths to forge a new path. And together we talked to the literary bias in the business space, a topic I've spoken about before and I'm passionate about changing. And with World Book Day two weeks ago and International Women's Day last week, how are the younger generations supposed to be influenced by women if they have so few women role models to aspire to? Ask yourself, what is the percentage of business books written by women that you've read? My personal business book list currently has improved from 21% when I first started analysing it in 2019 to 26% books written by women in business. However, it's still woefully low. So again, I call out to all women out there to get writing and edge towards balance, not bias. I'm going to be one of those who help to contribute to that balance by writing my business book this year. You know me well enough by now to see that I'm a confident midlife beginner. I highly recommend it. Being a midlife beginner is fantastic. Be a trailblazer. And show what is possible in life. Show not only the next generation, but this generation, what they can achieve. How they can shape the future. It's never too late to be what you might have been. So get writing now. Jackie says the future favours the brave. So be bold, be brave and break some rules. Well, if Jackie's story is anything to go by, I'd say for Jackie, it's also the past which has favoured the brave. Jackie moved to London as a young 20-something, having never even been to Europe before, with a laptop and £2,000. And just that story alone is amazing, yet that was just to be the beginning. The world is changing. It's changed, and it continues to change. That is how evolution works. What was then is not now, and what is now is not to be. One of my favourite books is Who Moved the Cheese by Dr Spencer Johnson, you simply can't be complacent and you can't expect what once worked to continue working. You have to move, adapt, evolve. And the business landscape has changed. And how has leadership evolved and adapted with it? On a mission to revolutionize the approach to leadership, award-winning entrepreneur and business leader Jackie has thrown out the rule book as she's paving the way towards rebellious leadership for the future of work. Meaning, purpose, and value have now become top of the agenda for workers and businesses who seek to establish cultures based on sustainability, collaboration, and community. Jackie believes that it takes a new type of leadership to create the transformation to a better world we all long for. If you want to join the ranks of a new wave of powerful business leaders in touch with their times, then you too will need to be a rule breaker. Meaning, purpose and value are not new concepts in leadership, yet they are now becoming more prominent in the workplace, moving into must have as opposed to nice to have qualities. I'm looking forward to reading Jackie Fast's new book, Rule Breaker, Rebellious Leadership for the Future of Work, to gain more insight of what she believes the future landscape of the workplace to be. However, what I do understand is the importance of the role that community plays in today's world and how that filters through across all levels of society. Together, we are able to work towards a collective betterment of the world and it seemed entirely fitting that Jackie's episode marked the milestone of 150 episodes of Focus on Why. This podcast was created to showcase people from all walks of life to inspire, uplift and motivate you to take action. A platform for voices to be heard, voices of people who are initiating positive change in the world. Jackie is one of those voices that will benefit those who choose to listen. If you want to see change, you have to stand up and create the change. Jackie's new book has just arrived in the post this morning and I'm flicking through it came across a paragraph about the importance of listening as opposed to shouting that is winning the war in the future of work. Listening to the world, listening to the market, listening to what people really want, and then having the courage to go out and make it happen. Jackie's book promises to provide practical guidance and tools to become an exceptional leader in the future of work and inspire the world in the process. A bold statement, but it is one said from a bold person. As Jackie says, the future favours the brave. So be bold, be brave and break some rules. Next up is episode 151, See the Unseen with Tony J. Salimi. And another thank you is due. This time it goes to Adrian Hales for introducing us. Spoiler alert, if you haven't heard Tony's story, I highly recommend you pause here and go and listen to it. Armed with a gun at age 18 to be a killer, surviving atrocities of war, Tony's mother sent him to London with love to save him. Surviving on the streets, Tony didn't see his family for another eight years. His experiences shaped his reality and Tony is the person he is now as a result of all these experiences. He said that had he not lived through the traumatic experiences that he'd faced over the recent years, he would not be on the course he is now with a mission to transform and elevate the lives of one billion people. That's some service to humanity. Tony is forward thinking. He brings spirituality principles into business. He wants to create an evolution in education and healthcare, and And he's working to instigate a conscious government with a powerful vision and purpose for the country. Tony spoke of a divided country divided communities, divided world, and he seeks a unified vision, a global voice. Again, another instigator choosing to totally transform leadership using connecting dialogue and a whole new level of thinking to move from dialogue to action, to recognize and acknowledge the truth and live a truly awakened life. He has a belief that there is a kindness in humanity, encouraging you to always be a teacher and student in life and to trust in yourself. Tony promoted the importance of the changes needed to be made in the leadership within the business world. And he believes that heart values and service driven leadership, entrepreneurship, personal self mastery and spiritual development all play an important role in our well-being in the future of work, healthcare, education and governance. Driven with true, authentic voice, Tony says our mind is the engine of our reality. In being able to see the unseen, you feel totally empowered from within. Trust in yourself, believe in yourself and invest all you have in all you want to create. Many focus on why guests have spoken of community, collaboration, hope and change, with a sense of renaissance in the air, the next generation of leaders are growing up in a fast-changing world with a very different focus on what constitutes leadership in the 21st century. Col Mahay said in episode 22 of Focus on Why, the mark of an outstanding leader is not how good a leader you are, but how many leaders you create. He explained the absolute need for versatility as an effective leader – And he also spoke of the critical need to master the art of inner leadership. As a leader, you have the power to change the world through the transformation of how people think. However, before you lead and influence others, you need to know where you're leading yourself. Which direction is your inner compass focused? Are you leading from within? Who you are, what you do and what you have is all within your control. What you want to have determines who you become. Inner leadership starts with focusing on what excites you, what you want to see happen, how you will make that happen and why. Leadership comes in all different forms in in life, in the home or at work. However, integrity, self-awareness and the art of great communication form its foundation in any situation. An advocate of midlife beginnings, I believe it's never too late to be who you might have been and that you can make a difference and an impact no matter how small you deem it to be. First, believe in yourself before you can expect others to believe in you. I've chosen a leadership role in life where I shine the light on purpose, on fulfillment and on curiosity to empower others to forge their own paths. My chosen mission and responsibility is to gift a living legacy of inspiration, insight and knowledge to create long lasting positive ripple effects. What is your mission and responsibility in life? What is it that you perhaps don't see? Next up is episode 152, What If with Andrew Marsh. And as Michelle spoke of not needing to label what the significance of the rainbow meant for her... Andrew also talks of not labelling. Instead of focusing on the label, focus on what they are able to do, he said. Yes, understanding why he was different has made a huge difference to his life as a diagnosis of having Asperger's helped things to fall into place for him. It did take 50 years for that to happen though and Andrew described how he bumbled through life with his idiosyncrasies and clashed with people who saw him as a problem. Now, reframe the word idiosyncrasies to superpowers, and now Andrew is showing how being different is of huge benefit, that he has a valuable skill set and approaches concepts from a left-field perspective. He said he would not trade his superpowers in for anything. In fact, That was Andrew's core message to employers, to focus on the hidden potential, on the superpowers that lie within their organisations, to challenge people to be the best they can be and speak up to be understood, to think outside the box and beyond by posing the potential of asking what if questions. And why is no one asking this question? Why didn't you think of that question? Questions in abundance. Andrew didn't share the details of some of the atrocities of how he'd been brutally mistreated over the years by others during school, college, university, or in the workplace. It beggars belief to even think that people can be as cruel as they were. However, it is from the pain of these experiences that this is why Andrew's mission is so powerful. As an Asperger's syndrome advocate, he is encouraging others to thrive to be understood, to free think and engage with possibilities, opportunities and challenges. Andrew said, be yourself. Everyone else is already taken. Now, I've heard this quote before. It's a famous Oscar Wilde quote. But what does it mean? It's about being true to yourself, living that authentic version of you and living you on your own terms, not living someone else's life. Now, as Buddha said, the trouble is you think you have time. And follow that with what J.R.R. Tolkien said, all we have to decide is what to do with the time that is given us. It's time to challenge your thinking and identify your opportunities. Why spend the rest of your life not enjoying what you're doing, not being with those you love and not having what you desire, not being who you want to be? Stop filling in the moments. Choose extraordinary over mediocrity to achieve the success you desire. With passion, purpose and a plan, you can make a big difference. Life is short and in next to no time, your time will be over. What will you choose to do with the time you have on this planet? Darwin, it's over to you. A man who dares to waste one hour of time has not discovered the value of life. My final reflection today is episode 153, Vision of an Entrepreneur with Atish Palmer. I'm not actually sure what happened in this episode, as my main observation today when listening back to it was that it turned into more of a conversation of equal sharing of our insights. And this is actually unusual for me because I tend to use these reflections and observation episodes to opine or share my insights. However, I think I spoke more in this one episode with Atish than I did in the previous four episodes put together. Atish, you really got me talking. Atish had reached out to me as he wanted to share a really important message. In his own words, he is far from where he wants to be. However, he felt the need to speak about the journey so far and the self-realization that for the little time he has focused on his why, that things can definitely change. He shared some of the difficult decisions he's had to make and recommended that you follow your instinct. Do what you want to do. Be what you want to be. And this echoes the voices of my other guests that I've reflected upon today. As Atish enters the next chapter of his life, he's ready to go 100% into it, knowing that he's not there yet, that this is the middle part where he's just opened a massive door, but not gone through it yet. And we discussed together that he felt he'd made some selfish decisions. And I challenged him by raising the selfish versus self-love perspective. And I wanted to flesh that out a bit more here. Self-love and self-care are not selfish. I believe that they are a necessity. They demonstrate a high level of understanding of your own well-being and happiness. You can't pour from an empty cup. Take care of yourself before you can help others. Burnout, stress and overwhelm are not badges of honour. Use your natural effervescence to fuel your life. Self-love is about being true to you. Unleash the brilliance within and believe that you are worthy, that you are enough already and that you do not seek any external validation to justify this. Do you understand who you are and what your uniqueness offers to the world? When you are at peace with yourself, you are practicing self-love. When you love yourself, you will have more inclination and energy to love others. Prioritize you, be true to yourself to live an authentic life. Self-care is a way to practice self-love. It encompasses all the acts of nurturing your physical, mental and emotional well-being. How do you practice self-care? I have some suggestions here. Sleep. Relax. Eat healthily. Food is fuel after all. Exercise to boost your endorphins. Practice forgiveness. Seek out fulfilling work. Go and watch the sunrise or the sunset. Sing, dance, smile and laugh. Practice daily positive affirmations. Journal, journal away those negative thoughts. Acknowledge them and rewrite them as positive statements. Practice gratitude daily. Check your inner dialogue and be kind to yourself. Change your thoughts by changing your language. Practice mindfulness, learn and grow. Find your happy place where you feel at ease and calm. Keep a book of all your wins, strengths, achievements, best qualities and opportunities. Be patient. Be persistent. Your time and energy are your most precious resources. Be mindful how you use them. Protect them. Say no to things that are not needed in your life to preserve your boundaries. Show people how they are to treat you by showing them how you treat yourself. Love yourself and you will be loved. If I were to ask you, do you know why you do what you do? Would you know? Are you who you want to be? And do you have what you desire in life? If not, what's stopping you? Life is all about the people you meet and the things you create with them. If you are a midlifer who needs help to discover your potential to change the world, then book a call with me today via amyrolinson.com. That's it for today. Thank you for tuning in to episode 154, my 23rd Reflections and Observations episode. Thank you for listening to the Focus on Why podcast. I'm Amy Rowlandson and if you've enjoyed this episode, please leave me a five-star Apple podcast review. Connect with me on LinkedIn, Instagram and Facebook and become a member of my inspiring, uplifting and positive Focus on Why Facebook group. I help people to focus on their why with clarity, uniting their passion with their purpose with a plan to create the life they truly desire. If you would like me to help you focus on your why, then please book a free 20-minute coaching call via candidly.com forward slash Amy Rowlandson. And if you haven't already, please sign up for the Friday Focus weekly newsletter via my website, amyrollinson.com. Have a purpose, have a plan, focus on why.